Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to another episode of the Blue Crew, a New York Rangers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Johnny Lazarus, joined by my good friend, Avery Zaretsky. No Cody Frankel today. We do have a great interview with my boys, Dan and Chris Powers from the Empty Netters podcast. They're absolutely blowing up in the hockey world. Uh, really cool guys. I think you'll enjoy that. But before we go into that, just want to say what up to Avery. You weren't here last week, so we got to catch up with you. And there's so much in and out right now going on with the three of us. But uh, it's good to have you back, Avery. What's going on? Yeah, it'll even out once the season starts. It's just a busy summer, especially with this new job. It's so so funny. We're mm-hmm. doing like orientation for the new job, and what we're just talking about like what we do and whatnot. And a couple of guys uh-huh. recognize me from the stuff over at Barstool, and some guys like I'm a Devils fan. I absolutely hate you. He's like, I literally hate you. Is that like weird? Because it's like a little bit more of like a corporate setting, but they're all cool. Like they they love golf and they love hockey. But one of the guys is like, dude, you've like tormented me on Twitter no for way. four years. I absolutely hate you. Yeah. And people are like, what, and people are like listening in on this conversation. Like, what are you talking about? They're like showing my Twitter profile, and like what I do. So it, it's a it's a little bit different, but I feel like you and I have like switched roles. Like you like quit your corporate job and now you're doing all hockey and now I'm doing like four different jobs and traveling with Bob does sports and doing like corporate jobs. So uh, it's been good, but it's been busy. So once the Ranger season starts, I'll be able to figure out my schedule and kind of lock in on this podcast. But right now there's really nothing going on that we were just talking about it before we got on. There's nothing going on. Um, we'll touch on the Lafreniere thing in a little bit. But um, yeah, just just having a good summer, trying to really get it all out before the Rangers season starts. It is really funny that you say that, too, because there were so many days like the day that the Rangers got Tarasenko. I don't, I don't think we were in the office for the day Kane got traded, but the Tarasenko day, I was like at my cubicle all day, like just literally sitting on Twitter, like trying to do my job also. But like, yeah, I remember I was tweet. I probably tweeted 20 times that day like about the Rangers and about Tarasenko. And then I'd hop into like a meeting in my boss's office. And like my, I feel my phone in my pocket. Just like, it's, it's probably you honestly. Cause you had the Tarasenko like source. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I can't like focus on work right now. I can't like once you're in a corporate setting and like there actually is shit happening in Rangers world. It's like such a weird dynamic when you have a Twitter personality like yourself and like the people at your company, I'm sure follow you. And they're going to see that you're tweeting like probably right before walking into a meeting and whatnot. Like it's kind of funny when that happens. Yeah, like one of the girls at the company, she was like, "Who is this guy? Like, why does he have twelve thousand followers?" <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't. It was just, it, it's a little, it's a little weird. Um, there are some Rangers fans, and there's like a bunch of Islanders and Devils fans, so it's, it's a good mix. But it should be fun during hockey season because uh, we got a pretty good group over at the company I'm working at, so it's, it's good. But yeah. um, I'm excited, man. I, I'm, I just. As much as I love summer and and I don't root for it to end, I just I really want hockey back. October is my favorite month of the year. You got mm-hmm. football, hockey, you know, basketball starting. I'm not a big basketball guy, but it is starting and um and playoff baseball. It's just the best month, and I'm I'm starting to really wish for it because September is just an okay month, but October is what we really want. I would say, I mean, obviously this is like totally not agreeing with what you're saying but like it kind of is i i my favorite month is april i love april i think that's the best month of the year just because it's it's the playoff time for those sports right like i'm I'm not a big football guy like i like football but 
like I love NHL NBA playoffs and like when summer is around the corner, like I think the masters is, or that's maybe may, um, you know, everything just is like culminating. I feel like in April. Yeah, I agree. Um, April, April is a great month. Listen, I Rangers playoff hockey is the best time of my life, but in terms of like sports, all cylinders, October yeah. with college football and it's everything. Hockey, yeah. It's everything. Cause there, there's, as much as I love the playoffs, there's always just that major excitement of opening night and like everybody coming back and, and but it but it does die down eventually. Like when you get into the middle of the season, obviously I still care so much about every game. I'll throw my remote at the TV on game twenty. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. But um, the the excitement for opening night is is awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. And the next time we talk, it's gonna be September probably, right? Yeah. What's I yeah, think twentieth? Yeah. Oh, maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. I don't know if we'll we're doing an episode for like Labor Day weekend and whatnot, but um, yeah. yeah, I know we haven't hit on Lafreniere yet. He came out with some comments last week, if you want to touch on that. And obviously, I think you saw that picture of him playing softball was kind of uh, circulating a bit. Oh, the Panarin gun situation. There has been some stuff. That's yeah, happened. there actually has been. Yeah. Um, Nothing good. <laughs> no, nothing. Well, Lafreniere did say that he promised a contract is coming, so that's good. Oh yeah, um, he promised, just like John Tavares promised to stay on Long Island. <laughs> yeah, that is true. But I, I, I believe that Lafreniere is going to sign. I'm interested on the number because it's either going to fill the salary cap for us, or it's going to leave us some room to sign somebody else. I don't know who else we would sign. I know Tyler Mott isn't signed as well. Um, I don't know what the Rangers plan. That could be the discrepancy. The Rangers might want to leave some room for somebody else or, and, and there's just not, there's not an agreement on that side, but I feel like it's going to get done. He, he doesn't really have that many options. I feel like in terms of like he could leave, but his values just not where, where he wants it to be. So he might as well just stay and just, and keep going with the opportunity he has. He's been given good opportunities in New York and he's going to keep getting them because he's a number one overall pick. So he's good. I think he's going to stay. Mm-hmm. And um, the Panarin gun situation is interesting, but um, it doesn't bother me that much. Yeah, I haven't really heard much more detail about it, um, but obviously not the best look. Panarin summer, for whatever reason, has been, it seems like off the rails, but uh, training yeah. camp's like almost a month away, I think, like exactly to the day. The players will be reporting back to New York, so I'm sure we'll hear from Panarin when he gets here and whatnot just about his summer and uh, – I'm sure that'll be an entertaining, interesting conversation. I'm sure that's the first question he's going to get asked about the gun or his hair or something like that. But uh, I'm not going to be the one to ask it. That's for sure. Definitely not. No, they uh, they they know how to answer questions, though. They're smart. Uh, He's the rough. The Russians are always really smart. They they know how to speak English, but they they act like they don't. So (laughs) they play uh, it off well. Yeah. So they're going to play it off pretty well. And um, I'm not concerned about Panarin. He'll be fine. I think he uh, he needed to get a little bit rejuvenated this summer. And um, I just I don't really like the fact that he's in Russia a lot, though, because he's spoken out against the Russian government a lot. Mm-hmm. So maybe we just need to keep him on the USA side. Just keep him safe <laughs> over by us. You know, we love Artemi, so we don't want we don't want him to get stuck over there. Mm-hmm. No, I know. And, uh, you know, parent is like it, it is a shame, too, because I feel like the summer has been mostly like negative talk about him. But. Like, I, I don't know if you saw the article I put out last week just about him and, and how good he's been in the regular season. Like, since he's joined the Rangers, he's fourth in points, like, in the NHL, uh, you know, for points in the regular season. And I think a lot of people do sleep on the importance of the regular season. Like, you know, everyone's going to say it doesn't matter because it, it all about or it's all about what you do in the playoffs now for Panarin, which it could be. But also, like, 
this regular season is going to be much tougher than I think any of them that he's been here for. Because uh, the Rangers right now are in a metropolitan division where they're probably like the third or fourth best team in the division, I think, on paper. Or not maybe on paper, but just based on how last year ended. So, you know, this regular season, I think, matters the most out of any that we've seen in the last couple of years. Especially Absolutely. with the staff. Yeah, I think uh, what you're alluding to is projection-wise. I feel yeah. the same way about them. Um, but on paper, I, I obviously feel like they can be a top one, two mm-hmm. team in the division. They, they have the talent. We, we've said it before not to do a broken record type yeah. deal, but the Rangers have the talent to be a top team in the Metro. They just need to do it. They need to show up to games. Their top guys need to play. It's like you can't keep thinking about adding guys and and at the deadline when your top guys aren't doing anything. Not in the regular season, we know they can put up the points there. It's the playoffs. So, like I said, not to beat, beat a dead horse, but the, the top guys just need to perform better. And and I don't like to get on Panarin, and I don't like to get on anybody because I love the Rangers, but they all need to do better. They do. Yeah. If Cody was here, he'd be saying some nonsense right now, I feel like, about Panarin and what the yep. team needs to do. But I also wanted to read out uh, this quote from Dan Rosen. The NHL is doing their 32 and 32. It's a YouTube series uh, previewing every team leading up to the season. And they did the Rangers today and Dan Rosen talked about Peter Laviolette. And he said, the reason he's the right coach is because this team is still very much in a window to win right now. He's not a guy that you bring in when you want to develop a team. He's a guy you bring in when you believe your team is ready to win. So just bringing in Laviolette and bringing in the overall personality that he has and what he'll bring to the room. I think he will get the most out of Artemi Panarin. Like another thing that I mentioned in the article last week was that Panarin has performed for these old school coaches like Joel Quinville, like John Tortorella in Columbus. So I think a guy like Laviolette is the right guy to give Panarin someone that kick in the ass that he might need. Yeah. And I, someone was asking me about Laviolette the other day. Um, and what a lot of people don't understand, and you'll, you'll understand this because you you played you know high level hockey, and I and I've worked in that atmosphere, is that the head coach is more of just an oversight guy. It's all about you know the assistant coaches really run what happens with the offense and defense, and the head coach is kind of just settling the lines and whatnot. So you get a guy like that who's going to light a fire into people's asses, and then you have a great assistant coaching staff that I'm really excited about. I know Dan Muse has worked with a lot of young guys, and he can take care of business. Pekka's, I mean nobody has spoken more highly about Pekka mm-hmm. than, than a lot of the executives around the league. So I'm excited about what they brought in, not just in La Violette, but as the coaching staff in a whole. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And, um, you know, there's not really much else to say about the coaching staff because they haven't really had to do anything yet. Right. Um, but I, I don't really have much else Ranger wise, if you have anything. No, I, I think like, like we've been saying, we, we've talked about everything and um, there really hasn't been that much. So yeah, it's better just to keep it pretty uh, pretty straightforward here and maybe just kick it into that interview, Johnny. Yeah, well, I do want to get ahead of one quick thing. I am working the Matt Martin camp this week on Long Island with a couple of the Islanders players, so I'm sure someone's going to snag a picture of me and, and tweet it out because uh, I know a lot of people that are going to be at the camp that talk shit about the Rangers and whatnot, so it'll be fun. But uh, if you see a picture of me in an Islander hat or anything related to the Islanders, just wanted to explain before it gets out there. Yeah, it's good to get ahead of that. Still <laughs> Still sucks, but um, yeah. speaking of hats, my guy AK made me this one-of-one one Rangers hat. The logo on the side is sick for the people watching on YouTube, and then it's a uh, Quinnipiac Bobcat slash Lady Liberty crossover one-of-one. One. So um, you, you've seen Cody wear the hats. Now now I'm wearing the hats. I'm going to get another one, too, because I'm very particular about my hats. I think they my head is yeah, weird. And, yeah, I got a big dome, and it, just needs, <laughs> it needs to look right on the head. So... 
Um, I'm really happy about this one. He's a great guy. He took care of it and we got it done within two weeks and it's a one of one. I'm the only one who wears it. And if you want to get your one of one, go over to AK's page. We'll, uh, we'll link it in the, in one of our bios or Mm. whatever. Just hit me up and I'll, and I'll send you over to him. Yeah. We keep shouting him out. Uh, hopefully we get some more hats coming in. They're they're pretty sick. Yeah. They're pretty sick. But, uh, with that being said, I'm going to send it over to this interview with our friends at the empty netters podcast. Hope you guys enjoy it. This week on the Blue Crew, it is my absolute honor to welcome in two of my favorite people on the planet, even though we've only met like four months ago. They are probably the hottest up and coming hockey podcast, I think, in the world, right? Like you guys started this year. I'm going to let you talk about it in a second, but it is so much fun and I am looking forward to this. I have no idea where it's going to go. Welcome to the Blue Crew podcast, my two best friends, the third and fourth most handsome men in NHL media. Chris and Dan Powers from the Empty Netters podcast. What's up, boys? How you doing? Oh, dude, it's so good to be here. It's just so good to see your mm-hmm. face. God, I mean, I Facetime you every night before we go to bed. It's never but happened. This is once. just even more. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> but but Johnny's right. The we had such a crash course of friendship. Mm-hmm. Like we met, yeah. and I was like, oh wow, Johnny's the man. That's our boy now. And then they were like, hey, do you guys want to just go live on the road together <laughs> for a month? And I was like, yes, I do want. And that. the answer was yes. yeah. And then they ripped him from me, and I've just <laughs> been having suffering withdrawals this whole summer. Who's one and two? Hank and John. you're looking at him. <laughs> yeah, John. I was actually wondering guy? if that was going to get over your head because I was like, all right, I Is hope they pick guy? up on what I'm trying to say here. No, it's true. And, I'm happy to be in that four slot. Hell yeah, that's a great that's a great four. <laughs> I'll go golfing with those boys any day. I, I yeah. would not want to wow. be at a bar though with the three of you guys because uh, that'd be that'd be some <laughs> tough competition. Well, well, the three of the three of us have been in a bar with Hank before, and literally all the attention goes straight to him. So yeah, yeah we we can't roll with Hank. Dude, remember when he showed up? Yes, it was the most ridiculous. <laughs> and we were like, oh wait, we're dialed. <laughs> Hank's. It right. was like the typical <laughs> night you see the meme all the time. Like so many that girls hot and zero girls talk to. <laughs> Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. Exactly. That's exactly what it was. But guys, I said it in the intro, like, you know, I, I can't stress enough, like how incredible it is to watch you guys blow up. I mean, I, this is your first year kind of on the scene, right? Like I, I didn't know you guys until around January when I saw your interview with Charlie McAvoy, which was unbelievable. And then since then, I feel like you guys have just completely taken off. So I don't know which one of you wants to start, but if you guys can just talk about your entrance on the scene in hockey media and how you guys got here and just what it's been like for you this season. Yeah. It's first of all, thank you so much, man. It means the world, honestly, from people like you who we love working with and doing stuff with, uh, it's what makes this so fun, but we, we did kind of have a crazy rocket ship ride here in this past season, which has been awesome. And it's all because of the people that we get to work with and the amazing support we have around us. But we started the podcast last October. So really at the beginning of last season and really, man, in the early days before we had a lot of guests, we just had some takes early season takes that hit and went well. And you know how the internet works, things Mm. catch fire and go viral. And then people started talking about us and this and that. And then we had a great situation in November where through a podcast sponsor, we had some cool access to the Predators. Our podcast got on the radar of Matt Duchesne, and he agreed to come on the show. And having a guest like Dutchie was really fantastic for our momentum. That led us to being able to get into some talks with the NHL for some stuff. We talked about going to the Winter Classic. 
and we we kind of went to the winter classic gorilla style well yeah dude the nhl yeah. we were like hey can we um give us credentials to the winter classic because it was at fenway which was amazing mm -hmm. we're from back there so we we're going to be home anyway we're like give us credentials to the winter classic and we'll get great content for you and the nhl was like cool no uh <laughs> leave us alone and i was like okay well, they sick. were mostly like who the hell are you guys <laughs> yeah exactly. anyone could just email um, yeah, them and we, say that <laughs> yeah exactly it's like hey i've got a sick podcast but uh, we went, we did a bunch of stuff and sort of showed what we could do and what we could provide. Uh, and that went well. And that kind of got us McAvoy. And then Charlie was just unbelievable on the show. That led to some great clips that went viral talking about Marshy's spray painted gloves yeah. and stuff like that. And then since then, man, yeah, it's just been an awesome moment of opening the door to so many great people at the NHL, people like you the chicklets boys. And that's the best thing about this hockey world, man, is it's so small, but so collaborative and everyone kind of roots for each other. And that's allowed us so many new opportunities and new people to come on the show and, and work with. So it's just sort of been smooth sledding from there. Uh, I would say great. too, that Dutchy, when we were there, you know, the Preds took us to the game and, um, Friday beers has that bar right yeah. next to the rink. So Dutchy was going to come do the interview there. And, you know, I don't want to speak for you for two, but I was pretty nervous, right? Like I'm, of course. we just started this podcast. We Definitely. sit here and just run our mouths talking bees and whatever. And now Matt Duchesne's going to come sit down and I'm supposed to interview him. And we go to the game. And at the time, Otto obviously finished the year pretty well, like, you know, almost snuck into the playoffs. But at the time in November, they were like dead last, they had a horrible start. And the Preds weren't off to the start they wanted either. But I was like, whatever, they're going to beat the Sens and then Dutchie will be in a good mood and it'll be awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then the Senators dummy them. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, dude, this guy's going to be like, get me the fuck out of here. Yeah. And man, credit to him. And and by the way, he was like, his his team was like, he's got 20 minutes. And I'm like, all good. Like, just uh, let's sit down for five seconds. Bro, he came in after a loss and was the nicest guy, sat with us for like an hour, shot the shit before, after, and was just so calming while we were there, you know, cause I was nervous mm -hmm. and I'm just like trying to ask him the right questions, but he was just giving funny answers. And for me, at least that really opened my eyes of like, these guys are homies and they're nice. Mm -hmm. And, and it's as much of it is our job to make them look cool. It's not that hard to make them look cool because they are. Yeah. And that was just so helpful for me that I was like, okay, we can do this. They're cool. This is a great community. Yeah. Let's, let's let it rip. And speaking to that a bit, just to bring in a little bit to the Rangers, I know we're kind of going to bounce all over the place with this, but I do want to cater some things to the Rangers. Like when you talk about talking to a player after a loss, you guys both played hockey. So you know what it's like to be a player, you know, maybe after a shit game, not your best. You don't want to talk to anyone. And, you know, a guy that's taken a lot of criticism this year was Igor Shosturkin, who didn't talk to media a lot of the times after games where he didn't play well. He voiced his frustration. And, you know, as, as guys who talk to players when they win, when they lose, and a guy like Duchesne sits down with you after a loss, gives you that much time, gives you, like, his genuine self. Like, it just means so much, I'm sure, not only to you, but also to him to, like, let him blow off that steam. But can you guys talk about just navigating the different player personalities and what it's like when you know someone prior to interviewing them and then, you know, interviews where you go in blind, because I think you guys have had a mix of both, right? Where you go in blind and then go in when you have that like rapport a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, you know, a great, great thing to keep in mind when you do the ones with, with guys you have relationships with there, there's no need to break the ice, right? It's like, you know, you have a rapport, you know, you can kind of just gel and have a good time. And the people that you don't know yet, I think it's all about creating that rapport right off the bat. And, and truly, man, the best way to do it that we found is these guys are all media trained. They all have such a good mentality. And for me, it's been not asking the same boring yeah. ass questions they get every single day, whether it be after a game, pregame, 
in the middle of the season or in the off season, you've got these stuffy reporters who ask the same shit. And, and we made a point of that when we were at the Stanley cup at media day, we went up and we asked these guys fun, ridiculous questions. I mean, CP's going up to Willie Carlson <laughs> asking who has the better hair. I, I, Easy you know, CP I'm, for sure. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> and he and, he admitted he admitted that in his yeah. defense, by yeah, the way. Yeah. yeah. And and uh, I asked Riley Smith, who's got the worst facial hair, and and Radko Gudis the same question. And it's like that stuff is the 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 angle that makes these guys come out of their shell the most because they're happy to be talked to like a human being for once. And, and that's that's been a huge model for our show when we get these amazing guests on is the fans and the people, yeah, they want to hear about the season and they want to hear about their favorite teams and what's going on, but they also want to get to know these, these guys as the people that they are. And I think they really appreciate the opportunity to just answer fun interview questions about their favorite foods, maybe the things that they do in their hometown. And that's the stuff that really makes it easier to break through the ice and just talk as buds. You know, if you, it, Johnny, if you and I were boys after a, a tough game, if, if you came back if to, we were boys? to our apartment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> News if, to me. Oh my God. No, but you know, if, when you were playing, if, if you, and we were living together or, you know, you came over to my house after a game and I sat for an hour and just talked to you about the game, like a reporter, you'd be like, I fucking hate yeah. this. This is a shitty conversation. Yeah. So you got to just get on that friend level and that human level. And that leads to the best stuff every time. Mm. Yeah, I think too, dude, the, um, who, I think maybe it was Swayman, one of our guests we just had made a cool comment about, um, how teammates and coaches know when to give you some arm distance and when to talk to you about your, right. And I think that's an important thing. And that changes player to player. Some players want to get, get drilled by the coach all the time. Some know when they screwed up and they want to be left alone. And I think for like your example of Shesty, right? Like maybe he's, he's on the camp of like, yeah, just give me a, give me a beat and collect myself. And then we can talk tomorrow. And I think that's totally fine for a player. Right. So there'll be times where we're interviewing someone and I'm like, oh, I want to ask about maybe that playoff series loss or something. And you kind of bring it up in there all of a sudden they're a little clammy and like, oh, I don't want to yeah. talk about it. And it's like all good, immediate pivot. Let's just talk about something else. Fine. Yeah. I, I never want to be the guy that's like, no, dude, what happened in the third period of game four? <laughs> you're like, yo, fuck off. So yeah, it's, it's, um, you re you try to read the player as best you can, because like I said at the top, I just want them to have fun, right? Like I'm not, this isn't 60 minutes, dude. Yeah. So as long as we're asking stuff that they like, I'm good. And it's funny you say that too, because you know, we had our other good friend Grinnell on, I think two weeks ago. And we talked about how, listen, there's so many different podcasts, so many different perspectives now, and not only hockey, but all sports. And I think it's great to like coexist, right? Like you guys want to have fun. Absolutely. And then there's also the people that want to ask the more serious stuff, which is great. And that's fine. And everyone can do that. Everyone can have their own shtick. But, you know, people sometimes ask me, and I know we've talked about a little bit off camera, how I've been like perceived by other media members, because I'm like, a, you know, a younger guy that doesn't necessarily dress the part all the time. And, you know, I'm kind of just bringing my own little, uh, I guess taste in hockey to what I'm trying to do, but you guys are, you know, very similar to that. And can you talk about just navigating that a little bit? Because there are a lot of people I'm sure that are listening to this show, you know, that want to do this. I mean, I go on, you know, kids in high school that have a podcast all the time and like they ask for advice and stuff like that. So can you guys just talk about, um, you know, I guess just being genuine in what you're doing and how you navigated it and, and where you kind of are right now in the realm of hockey media? Yes, let me start and then you can finish because I want to say something funny I was, about I, this. No, I was actually going to go. You always have a great answer to this. So, so let it rip. Uh, first, I want to say, Johnny, you're so right. I love, dude, at the cup and shit when it's like 
the three of us would walk into the media rooms, whatever yeah. it was, like at the games before, whatever. And Johnny and his mint green jacket. Yeah, that jacket. That might be like a. I actually said if I if I continue to do the the cup final, I'm wearing that jacket whenever I think it's going to be clinched. It's going to be my my clincher yeah. jacket. Yeah. Have that's to. actually a fucking move i love that <laughs> but yeah the three of us would walk in and and by the way for any listeners that aren't weren't there it's not like we're in in like cut off tanks and, <laughs> and like you know ratty gym clothes like we're we're dressed fine yeah, i but, look sick yeah dan looks fly johnny i look like shit actually johnny's in a sick jacket dan <laughs> looks always look sick i look like a clown but the three of us just walk in and everyone's in a suit and we're just kind of like in our trendy clothes whatever we feel like wearing and literally every head is like the fuck are yeah. they <laughs> like uh, sorry but my answer to that man is i genuinely even though i think we all agree that hockey media could could use some of this energy and and, and vibe or whatever but i genuinely didn't intend to come out and try to do yeah. that on purpose like we just actually are like this we just showed yeah. up and we sat down in this studio and we wanted to give that casual vibe, like I was saying, right? It's not 60 minutes, but we just showed up and wore our t-shirts and our backwards hats and we're like, hey, what's up, man? And I I really think it helped the players relax yeah, a little definitely. bit. Every time they come in and they see here, because you know, if the guys want, they will have beers here. And every time they show up, they're like, wait, we can have a beer. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, buddy. Yeah, Hell yeah, yeah, have a beer. So yeah, I think um, we got weed it's too. really helped. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah <we got> <laughs> So yeah, it's really helped our experience and on a personal level, it's helped me do my job because yeah. I'm not, um, I'm not doing it. I'm not wearing a suit and trying to like put on this show. I I'm actually just being like, Hey, what's up? I'm a huge fan of hockey and I'm sitting here. Like I would sit in my own house talking to you. Yeah. And I think that's been super helpful. I, I think a, a really cool thing is we get approached a lot by, <laughs> that was going to sound so douchey. <laughs> when Whenever a fan of the show finds us and, and sees us at a hockey game or out, out in public, we often hear them say, well, you guys are just just like you yeah. are on the show. And Johnny, when you came on our show after the Stanley Cup clinching game, you had an amazing message that I couldn't agree with more. That's never forget why we love this yeah. game and that we're fans. And I, I think you know the shows that exist and, and the the media pundits that exist who who used to play and have had these great illustrious nhl careers that's amazing that's that's important but i love the perspective that people like us bring as just people who love hockey and have been nhl fans our entire lives because you can tell when some of these guys are talking to pundits who who work for you know the, the big conglomerates whenever they're answering questions there is always that fear in their eyes of what are you going to ask next? Yeah. Next, what what thing are you going to challenge me with? What part of my game are you going to pick apart? And when we talk about the game, I feel like they can tell that we just love it, and yeah. we want we want to hear the inside stories. We want to hear their mindset. And if you come at it from a positive light, I think that really does exude that feeling of I have grown up loving this game my entire life, and it has sustained, and it's not going away. And I think that energy is what the game needs more of and is what this new wave of fandom on social media has really clung to because it's like i mean i know we all think it hockey is the best sport in the yeah. world yeah. and and hockey guys and girls are the best people in the world and and getting that message out and and displaying that is the most fun thing in the world to do yeah so uh, i think that was beautifully said and like you know i like for so many years you just hear about like you know what it's, it's funny i was actually listening to something today and 
all these sports are kind of doing things differently where hockey is now trying to bring in, you know, people like us younger in the media, but then, you know, you have the NBA and NFL that like have players doing podcasts and like players actually mm -hmm. give their perspective, like after a game, like I think it's great what Draymond Green has done in yes. the NBA, but then again, like, you know, Draymond Green's an established guy that has, you know, voiced his opinion for years now, probably over a decade. And I think maybe hockey can head in that direction, but we just need one guy to like break that mold, you know? And I think that's actually kind of a question I think I asked you guys on our playoff show was like, which is going to be the one guy to do that. And I don't want to ask that same question again, but you know, we're seeing this wave now of like the Jack Hughes the Trevor Zegers and, and all these guys that are kind of a little bit cockier and maybe, you know, more likely to put their opinion out there. But um, I want to talk about Connor Bedard and all the pressure oh. that he has on him going into the season. And he's, kind of shown his personality a little bit. I don't know if you guys had the chance to talk to him, but I know you talked to Fantilli and a couple other guys. Um, mm -hmm. But this is going into like a hot take question because I do want to talk a little bit more hockey as well. Do you think someone other than Connor Bedard wins the Calder Trophy this year? Dude, so the one thing I think is interesting, and this happens with hockey, so it's not like this is unique to this year, but I was talking to, I want to say like Merle's maybe, or one of, one of the Chicklets mm -hmm. boys after the Cup. And he was asking about that because he was high on Fantilli for a while. And so am I, by the way. But it's it's not just every time this comes up, it's like a Bedard, Fantilli, Leo Carlson, yeah. Will Smith, or, or Willie's going to BC. But it's like those three guys argument. But you got to remember, like, Maddie. I was Nye just going to say, Maddie Nye. Up. Yeah, like there are guys. Logan yeah. Cooley, dude. Yeah, there are, do, there are homies in here that I'm like, yo, they could win it. Mm -hmm. um, so if I was taking... If you made me pick one person, I would still take Bedard. But if you were saying Bedard or the field, I take the field, I think. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's definitely possible. But the the reality is Connor Bedard has been the most highlighted rookie of our, probably our, all of our mm -hmm. lifetimes. I mean, I, I more so than Crosby and McDavid. I before. think that's right. Part of that is, Dude, is videos of him since he was 14 years old. That, you know. Yeah, exactly. The new media has made that a possibility because j exactly like Johnny said, there's been footage of him since he was 14. The kid's got multiple sponsors yeah. already. He's got almost a million followers on Instagram already. Like he is a celebrity already. Yeah. yeah. And he is an otherworldly talent. I think he's going to have a brilliant year. But I think we saw Matty Beneers win the Calder this season. A, because Matty's a phenomenal hockey player. Matthew. But B... The Kraken were very good. Yeah. And he was playing with a lot of great players. So I would look at guys like Fantilli. Columbus is not going to be as bad as they were last year. Mm -hmm. They have great, great players on that team, and they've added more. You could see someone like Fantilli playing with a better group than Bedard has. You could see someone like, you know, Matty Nyes, absolutely, maybe being in a better situation. And that is the field question where I'm like, it could yeah. happen. I don't know. Yeah. But, I do think the the hype around Bedard and and I just I'm not saying anything's rigged, guys. I'm not saying Chicago <laughs> got that first pick because anything was rigged, but I am saying it behooves the NHL to have Connor Bedard win the Calder. So how many how many tucks you think he has, Johnny? Dude, I think I think I said uh, Cody and I, my co-host, who couldn't make it today, we did this on the last episode. I think it's under twenty five. I think he has like twenty four. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't hate that take at yeah. all. I, I think. I, I think I put my again. I hope he shatters. Yes, yeah. I'm rooting for the kid. I, I just think. Yeah, I just yeah. think Chicago yeah. is not I, good. <laughs> yes, that's my. I think. I think <laughs> they he's going to have 28 goals. I think. He's oh gonna, shit! I think he's going to be around like a 28 goal, 35, 40 assist. He's going to be hemmed in his D zone for 15 minutes a night. 
Yeah, <laughs> you guys are both higher than me. I, I think he, I don't think his size will be no. a factor in his career. No. Like, I think he's going to be yeah. totally fine. I think it might be a factor this year. Well, look year. at Jack. I like, I just, year. that's, you know. Yeah, you you were in the gym with that kid and his legs. Yeah, did I tell that story on a pod ever? Yeah, you did. I, that was so crazy. One. He was, dude, so we were, I'll tell it really quick, but we were staying in the Sheridan mm -hmm. for the draft mm -hmm. and all the draft picks were somewhere else. And then, but they they put Bedard separate from everybody because it was such a shit show. And we got a call from the people who run the hotel and they were like, yo, FYI, head on the swivel, Bedard is in your hotel, so just <laughs> keep an eye out. And I'm like, oh, cool, but I'm never going to see him, yeah. right? So the day of the draft or day before? Day before, day before the draft, uh, I'm, I wake up in the morning and my girlfriend's there and she's like, let's go for a run in Nashville. It's a beautiful mm -hmm. city. I'm like, yeah, cool. Uh, and uh, she'd never seen the Friday Beers bar, so I'm like, let's run to the bar. It's like two miles away. We run to the bar and get there it's closed because i forgot to check <laughs> i'm like my oh, bad morning run the and, bars closed no shit yeah and i'm like oh, fuck. so off yeah, brand what? for friday beers not boozing at 9 a.m fuck. Fuck. so we get there i'm not kind of gonna sewer her for a second here but we get there and she's like my foot hurts i don't want to run back can we uber back and i'm like yeah sure so we uber back and when we get back to the hotel she's like let's just do a little lift because I wanted to run more and we, we only ran half what we said we were going to do. So I was like, all right. So we go down into the hotel, dude, I key into the Sheridan gym at 10 AM or whatever. No one in there except for Connor Bedard lifting. And I was like, holy fuck. I freeze dude. Cause I know who it is. And I'm uh -huh. like, holy shit. And it's a hotel gym. So it's shitty. There's two benches in the whole place. He has both of them out with like all the weights out doing fucking dumbbell bench, doing lunges. Uh -huh. Sandra has no idea who it is. And she walks up and she goes, excuse me, are you using both these benches? <laughs> no way. And he's like, uh, yeah, you can have one. And she's like, thank you. And she's like, starts curling tens as like Bedard's just looking at her. And I'm like, oh my God, no way. <laughs> we have to get out of here right now. It's humiliating. That's unreal. He had a his boys came in and I tried to, I tried to make conversation once I tried one joke and he like kind of smiled, but didn't really engage. And I was like, okay, never yeah. mind. And just, I retreated back into the corner and let, let him have his day. Yeah. But if you're working out in the Sheridan gym day before the draft, I believe it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good take. What was, I was going to say, what would you have done if he made a move? Oh, dude, free, free reign, <laughs> bud. Are you kidding me? That's like Hawks tickets Whatever's going to help your yeah, mindset. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> dude, it's, a big, it's a big weekend for the kid. All right, well, something I really want to get into too. We're going to just, you know, some like hot take stuff, but uh, oh, yeah, this dude. isn't really a hot take, but you guys are working on your top 100 list right now, which is honestly like puts my mind in a blender just thinking about narrowing down that list but it's something you guys and i argue a lot are defensemen in the nhl so this specific question i want you to channel the playoffs if you're going into a playoff series i want the in order top five defensemen you want on your team for a playoff run okay playoff run uh kale mccarr one mm -hmm. uh i'd say victor hedman mm -hmm. two we're aligned right now i'm gonna tell you my list after how old yeah. is Hedman? 30. Got to be early 30s, I would think. Yeah. I think he's 32. Yeah, yeah. He was drafted in like 09 or 10, maybe? So, yeah. I think he's 32. Oh, no. He was, yep. was um, drafted in 09? No. I don't know. Whatever. We're going to sound dumb, so let's just not say that. It... <laughs> I think I go, I think I go Kale, Hedman, and then this is maybe a surprise to some, uh, but... I'm going off the back of my boy Chelios here. I think I go Devon Taves three. Interesting. That mm. dude was locked down. Yeah. And, and Kale does not do what Kale does without Devon mm -hmm. Taves right next to him. So I I put him maybe at three. 
you can chime in here at any point, by the way, because I'm I'm thinking off the top of my head. Yep. I think Petro's on my list. So that's what I was gonna ask. If you're if you're skewing towards well, this is your Petro's number one D. List. This is your number one D. Just think about that. Like, wait, you know, Petro is a number one D for sure. But I'm saying, like, you know, if you want to pick more yeah. defense, like, you know, when I first was thinking about it, I was like, maybe McDonough, but I was like, McDonough's not a number one D anymore. I don't think. You know. Mm. Mm. Yes, but but he, dude. A few years ago is a hundred percent on this yeah. list, especially for yeah. playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Not right machine. Now. Yep, not right now. Not anymore. Not I in love top the five. playoffs thing because, yeah. like, there's guys like uh, you know, off the top of my head, um, Darlene Haskinen. Like, I love those dudes, but do they have enough playoff yeah. time for me to actively make that? Pick? Exactly. That's why I'm trying to. And even like Yossi, I'm like, oh, incredible. Yeah. But I'm like, and I, and maybe he's in it, but I just I'm like, oh, playoffs. Am I am I skewing towards I want 80 points, or am I skewing towards that's like, why you're gonna that's eat why I have to rush you guys. and not give up any goals? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why he's the guy. <laughs> Wait, so um, let me let me say something that I'm really surprised about because this yeah. guy is third on my list, who I thought you'd name right off the bat. And that's Char- Charlie. Charlie's con- he's he's Charlie McAvoy. Yeah, he's yep. coming from yeah. me. Charlie is my my next one. So you go, you have, you but, have, but again, I'm being fair. I can't help, but look at the, the Bruins failures of the last few years mm-hmm. and not consider that, but you know, Charlie's amazing. Charlie's on my list as well. Okay. And is Fox on yours, Johnny? So that's, that's the, the tough factor. That's the question, right? That's a tough factor. Yeah. I, I wonder why you, I, or I was thinking, I uh, wonder if, if that's going to come into play on your list, because I think that there are claims that foxy has struggled in the playoffs and i'm, I'm curious your take on i had foxy at five because there's no way he's not on my list but yeah i know we've argued the fox versus mcavoy you know argument and whatnot do i want fox over mcavoy for 82 games in the regular season 100 but i think going into a playoff series or just an overall battle and sustainability and physicality and all that stuff that charlie brings i might take mcavoy over him i think yeah, you know Charlie does add that physical presence where Adam does not. But then again, like you can't knock what Adam has done. And the guy has over a point a game as a defenseman in his playoff career. He's yeah, got thirty-one he's... points in thirty playoff games. Like you need production in the playoffs. So yeah, it's that like give and take kind of argument where you know do you like when the time comes you need someone that can score like help the team score goals when you need it. But then also you need the guy that's gonna you know, mark up Ovechkin or, or stay on Matthew Kachuk and, and Jack Eichel when the time needs. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I totally agree. And one thing Are you I Googling find defensive over there, CP? No, I'm <laughs> yeah, yes. I'm actually, I'm trying to find your list. I like, <laughs> must've tweeted this. <laughs> uh, one thing I think is interesting as the game has changed to allow, there's less clutch and grab, less, you know, open ice smashes. So it's allowed some smaller guys to succeed in the league that we might not have even seen before. Um, one thing for me, and maybe this is my old guy showing at clouds take, <laughs> but in the playoffs, I get weary of the smaller defensemen that are sick that. and like produce a ton, that. like the Tory Krugs of the world back in the, when his bees heyday, mm-hmm. even like Quinn, you know, like I'm like, Quinn is so nasty, but then I just worry that they get hurt in yeah. a playoff series. You know, like I'm like, are you going to get broken in half and not be able to play? So when Matt, you ask this question, my imagine first, imagine this guy thinking Quinn Hughes has played in the playoffs. <laughs> He'll never win a cup, eh? <laughs> I actually, before you go, I do want to say one name too that I think everyone kind of overestimates or underestimate. What's the word when you like like sleep on someone? I guess is it overestimates? Underestimate? No, underestimate. Underestimate. Yeah. Miro, yep. Miro Haskinen. That's okay. I, I mentioned him with Darlene. Like uh, Haskinen is so so good, uh-huh. and 
yeah, Dallas has had, you know, a couple tough runs here in the playoffs the last but two years. Contender, but they've got, they, they're a contender. Absolutely sure. they are, dude. Absolutely they are. And he is only getting better. I love him. I love that call. And like, because there's just a couple guys. Um, he's going to be a good one. Sergachev, right? Like, and and who who's um who's on uh, Carolina? Slavin? Who's playing Dion Carolina? Slavin. Yeah. Dude. Jacob Slavin is arguably the best defensive D-man. Like, in those guys, like the Petrangelo Slavin, those are interesting to me to put on this list. Mm -hmm. yep. Maybe over a Foxy, where I'm like, you know, yep. like, yep. can I just count on him to, to lock down the other team's top line all season? Ranger fans will hate you, so but you can say it. Yeah, no, I will not. I will not. But maybe, but maybe. But you know what I mean? Like, that's an interesting take for, for a playoff series versus regular season. Mm -hmm. And for those of you that aren't watching this on YouTube, Chris is wearing a Rangers shirt. So I love that. Just got to just gotta put that out Go there. Go blue shirts. It's actually a Crider shirt. Is it? What's Crider? up, Chris? Jersey? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Clean. Uh, gift from my mother, actually. Um, thanks, Mom. Shout out, Mom. <laughs> uh, and it's funny because I'll come here. And if we're doing this, I'm like, I'll th go to throw on this shirt because it's just in my rotation. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh man, if I wear this shirt on netters, everyone knows we're Bruins fans. They're gonna be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> so I never get to wear it. And then when you asked us to come on this, I was like, I'm 100% wearing the Ranger shirt finally. Fair enough. We're just fans of the league, baby. Yeah. Fair well, that's also, that's a funny thing too. Cause like, I, I actually joke now, but it's kind of serious. I think Ranger fans have started to like hate me a little bit because I've now basically set it out and open. Jack uses my favorite player in the NHL. And that's obviously a huge controversial opinion because, you know, the Rangers Devils rivalry and whatnot. But I'm a bigger hockey fan and I am a Rangers fan. I think you guys are kind of the same way with the Bruins, right? Yeah. Yeah, dude, absolutely. And especially now. I mean, we talked about that during the cup run. Mm -hmm. It's like, as you, as you get to spend time around this league, watching more and more games, you start to become fans of different teams. And then you meet some of these guys and you have personal relationships and it's impossible to separate the two. So it's like, yes, I will always be a Bruins fan, but I just love the NHL so much. Mm -hmm. So it's like, and Jack I mean, Hughes is the man. Jacko is man. the man. And then also, I mean, I'm the biggest Sabres guy you will ever meet. It's dude. like crazy how, how much I love this. Devin Sabres. Levi, sleeper to win the Calder. I oh, love good that one, pick. dude. Sleeper. Because yeah, he's going to be sleeper. nice. And they're going to be good. He's, he's, yes, dude, he's going to change their whole season. Mm -hmm. Like, if he is good, they are a serious problem. Yeah. Sabres fans, it's funny, Johnny. You say, like, Rangers fans give you shit about that. Sabres fans have both embraced me <laughs> so lovingly with open arms, but I also mush them all the time. Yeah. So they're like, Dan, we love you, but just shut the fuck up. Stop making predictions. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, good point. Good point. I just got to sit here and be a fan. That's all I'm going to do. That's so funny. Uh, speaking of that a little who bit. Is, wait, wait. Who is your five? Uh, I need your list of five. Mine was McCarr one, Hedman two, McAvoy three, Haskinen was four, Fox was five. Five. Foxy's okay, on yeah, there. there, yeah. You go. I love it. It's a great but Petrangelo, I didn't even think of. That's a good one. Um, he just gets yeah, it done. He does. You know, he, yeah. he gets the job he does. done. But I wanted to ask you, because you talked about covering the league and, and the players you interact with and whatnot. So this was like a harder one to form, but I guess where you guys are now in your life, covering the NHL, doing what you're doing now, if you could do it in a certain three-year window that's already happened, which three-year window would you pick? Incredible question. So knee jerk just well, actually, like i have an answer yeah, go ahead no you can go well it could be like any was, it could be like the 90s like any era like any three-year window oh shit oh wow, damn just in your lifetime i guess you know yeah that yeah, i was yeah, alive yeah, for yeah, yeah. <laughs> um all right i'll go um obviously it would be easy to say 2011 yeah. so you could you know the bruins winning the cup well, 2010 was but, that um, nightmare year they get fucking reverse swept yeah. yeah so what i would do is 
I'd say 2007 to 2010, 2009. That was that unbelievable back and forth battle between the Penguins and the Red Wings. And mm. I was a huge Red Wings. Fan. I, I love the Red Wings, always have, was a big Nick Lidstrom guy growing up. And, you know, when the Wings won in 2008 and then the Penguins won in 2009 against the Wings, like there was just, that was such an electric battle. And um, saying it out loud, a, a, a dark horse pick for me too would be the the Abs Red Wings battles in like the early 2000s. Like that, those head to heads were so fun. Okay, so my first two thoughts were close to your first one, um, but I'll go just before. So maybe maybe like oh five, oh eight, or six nine, something like that. The uh, like the Crosby Ovechkin enter the yeah. league. Mm. like that was just really cool i loved watching both those guys i was the crosby guy but it was just no one could deny what ovechkin was doing scoring for his fucking back and everything so that was awesome and then yeah my other one was going to be i'd have to check the stats on um who else is winning my my other one was going to be ray bork just because that was such an awesome moment mm. growing up and but it was like i think the devils the devils won a few right around oh, yeah, that yeah. right yeah and they were kind of, like that trap game was kind of boring so maybe i'm back during some <laughs> some bummer years there but i do think that was an electric time because just those are the guys like sackick like those are like some of the guys that i grew up oh, i have God. a stick you know like all that shit would have been just such a fun era it was a different game for mm -hmm. sure but there was still like some high flying offense happening you know among all the banging and everything so yeah maybe, I'll, I'll take uh either that Crosby Ovechkin entrance or, or the like turn of the century, early 2000s. Sackick was the first Jersey I ever, ever owned actually like a real, the, uh, the dark colored out of Jersey with the C. It was so nasty. Yeah. Fire. So nasty. absolute fire. I used to wheel around in my basement. I'd get home from school, put on my roller skates and I like, I think we had like tile in our basement. I wear my sack Jersey and like my little wooden coho stick and just wheel around the basement. Yes, dude. Nuts. <laughs> Hell yeah. Cohos and Sherwoods yeah. back then were the absolute goat. Yeah, that's unbelievable. But I was gonna say I, I was, I wanted to give you guys mine too. Like the fact that Messier and Gretzky played together for the Rangers and like, dude, I, I feel like it does not get talked about <laughs> enough, right? Like, agree. No that's way. One and two, like in NHL history, essentially. You know, yep. obviously Gordy Howe's in the mix too, but like when it comes to points, Messier and Gretzky are basically like I think they're Messier might be three, right? I think Yager's two now, but Messier's, yeah. I think, three. Like, yeah. they both played in fucking New York City, and, like... like dude, what year was I that? I think, like, 97 to 99, maybe? Because... Uh, I think? I was going to say, like, you just said they're one and three, which I think is right. And I was like, Yager's two, and Lemieux, and Lemieux it has to be up the, there. The, the Lemieux and Yager's playing together also must have been... Exactly. But is there a year... Just, just casually beat yeah. cancer, like yeah. an absolute legend. It, there must be a year where like was there a year where gretzky and Messier were on the rangers and lemieux and yager were on the penguins wow i don't know been. i think late 90s i don't know he was on washington yeah he was he was already yeah, gone he was gone but but if you give yourself the three-year thing you might be able to catch yeah. that like you could pick a three-year window in the 90s where you see yager and lemieux on the penguins and Messier and gretzky on the like rangers. imagine that that's world. actually the best answer so <laughs> sick right like what the what fuck insane time insane and i feel like you know, obviously the closest thing right now. Okay, is wait, like, hold on. Dude, I think there definitely was Johnny. Yogs was on the, the Penguins from 91 uh -huh. until 2000. Oh, it was 2001? Wow. Yeah. So there yeah. definitely was a time. Yeah. 
that's that's and the I feel like I've never even game. seen like one highlight of Rangers Penguins Messier Gretzky yeah, yeah. not one like they played they yeah. played several times someone <laughs> get me this footage right yeah, now that is absolutely wild I knew you guys would uh have a go over for that I'm gonna I think I have like a couple more and then we're gonna go into something fun but this is a uh, somewhat of like a hot takey kind of segment I guess if you want to call it but yeah going into this season what is one storyline that's underhyped and one storyline that's overhyped I think love that. Me too. Me too. Um, overhyped. I want to say, I almost said Bedard, <laughs> <laughs> which could be true. Overhyped. I would say, um, and th- this would actually make me sad, but I'm gonna go uh, the Penguins last run. Like I feel like they traded for Carlson, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, "Here we go. We're just gonna get Crosby and the boys one more cup." And I'm like. They might suck again. <laughs> um, I love Carl. I love that Penguins core. I think Carlson's an incredible player. I just don't know um, if that's the playoff move, right? Like, I think they'll be good. I think they'll make the playoffs. Mm. But I'm just like, ah, man, this, uh, this. A lot of my Penguins fans, friends are like, we're back, baby, and I'm like, you're not back. There's like way, but there's like you are fifth best team in the Met. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm worried about the Penguins. Um, so I think that one's a little overhyped for me. Um, underhyped for me is the Red Wings. I, oh, I think one. that they, I think that they were going to be much better last season, and then a ton of injuries absolutely crinkled them. And I think they're healthy this year. They made a bunch of great ads. I think there's a lot of players. JT Comfer is one that comes to mind right off the bat. Obviously, they added Debrinket. I think those young guys like Cider and Raymond are going to get way, way better. And they've added good pieces. Their team is healthy now. I've got big eyes on the Red Wings making a serious playoff push. I think they're underhyped. Okay. And then I'm I'm caught between two on overhyped. You want to say them both? (sighs) Yeah, maybe. I think part of me wants to say Edmonton. I think, think they're over. I think, yeah. I think people are picking Edmonton to go to the cup. I think people I are like, there you go. <laughs> yeah. I just don't, we actually talked about this. Uh, it, it's coming out in a couple of weeks, but we did our Pacific division breakdown episode. I just don't think that they can recreate that mojo from last year. Like is <laughs> here's the deal. Is Connor going to have 150 points again? Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to sit here and say definitely not, but they were preposterous last season and I'm just not sure they can do it again, but I'm not, I don't know if I want to make that pick. Another one that comes to mind is Ottawa, dude. Overhyped. I think that they, Oh, interesting. I think Tarasenko is not at all the player and the goal goal scorer he once was. They add they add him, and I think everyone's like, "Oh my God, Ottawa! They're they've they've got bad Vlad now. They're an, uh, they're a weapon. They're shooing for the playoffs." And I do not think that is the case. Who did what? Did they get Corpusalo? Yes, yeah. they did get Corpy. They could be underhyped for me. They might be because they got and, hot, dude. And, and you know, I love Brady. I love Stutzel. So I'd be I'd be thrilled to to eat crow on that one. But I think there's too much. I mean, I saw someone posting the other day a, a photo of, you know. Brady and Stutzel with with Tarasenko yeah. as if it's like oh shit look out and I'm like relax it was it was uh, <laughs> open ice they posted like which new team with the top line is gonna that's yeah. right yeah 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 so that might be my pick I might okay, change your mind is that unless Chris you got another one no no go ahead so I think my overhype you know I just praised the Devils but I think talking about them being cup contenders and listen I love their moves amazing off season but 
I think it's the same storyline as the Rangers the last two years, right? Like they overachieve yeah. in 21-22, and now they go into 23 or this coming season with this incredible pressure on them now because they, the Devils won a playoff round and then won one game in the second round. Like, yeah. how, and they add to Foley, who I know is like, you know, I thought this would be a good topic because you guys obviously love him. Yeah. Who's a great player and not knocking the guy, but like, is he the guy that gets them over the edge to make them a top five team in the NHL? Like, Listen, I think the Devils are incredible, and they had a really good year, and I think they were underhyped last year. But to now talk about a team that got one win in the second round that Carolina basically shit-pumped to be a Stanley Cup contender yeah. is like somewhat of an overhype. I th- I love that. Thing. Me too. And I'm, I'm big on the Devils this year, but I agree they are everyone I'm everyone. talking to is like, I like the Devils. Everyone. Yeah. And I'm like, but it was the same thing. Oh, was, was, this was the Rangers a year ago. Everyone. Yeah. 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 That's actually a fantastic uh, it's, comp. It's such a good comp, and I think you're totally right, dude. It's It's – but it is one of those interesting situations where I think they are overhyped. Well, but they still might perform. Yeah. Um, the the big one. For, I mean, I think Toff is going to have eighty points this mm-hmm. year because I think he he showed last year he really leaned into the I'm one of the best players on this team role on a struggling team and popped off. And now you're putting him on a top two lines with a insane top six in New Jersey. Meyer is the bigger one. I know he was on their team last year, but he's got a full season with mm-hmm. them, a full healthy year. That's the one I look at the most, but you're totally right, dude. And so much is riding on the shoulders of Schmied being as good as he was in that yeah. Ranger series and, and VTech also kind of finding form again. So I, I love that pick for being up. Yeah. Cause they could just, you know, you know, what could happen is they could just lose in the first round. I think they'll be good. Don't get me wrong, but I yeah. think mm-hmm. just yeah. the, uh, the, I mean, listen, they've had a great uh, love fits. Like we hung out with them in Nashville, those guys, like they're awesome yeah. dudes, yeah. but I think, the pressure on them right now is a little much. And, and it's, it's what's funny is the Met is turning into what the Atlantic has been the last few years. And like the playoff format is fucked. And it's like, yeah. if you catch the Rangers in the first round again, it's like that goes either yeah. way. So, you know, it's brutal. And I would say the, to your point, Johnny, the pressure it's, playing with no expectations is so freeing so it's like it's not even that they have the most pressure i've ever seen on any team mm-hmm. it's not that it's just that they have it they didn't have it yeah. before and they were completely taking everyone by surprise and now this year you're getting everyone's good game no one's taking the night yep. off oh it's the devils whatever right away dude if you're not if you're not eight and two after 10 games everyone's gonna throw a shit fit mm-hmm. you know like the pressure is on from the first puck drop which is something they just didn't experience at all last yeah. year Sure. Which is amazing. And here's why I wanted to talk about this, because now I bring it back to our teams, the Rangers and Bruins, who both had insane amount of pressure this year. Bruins, obviously, you know, NHL record setting season. The Rangers, obviously, oh. this super team in air quotes. And now, you know, Krejci and Bergeron retire. The Rangers get rid of Kane and Tarasenko. And now the pressure is somewhat off of these two teams. I wouldn't be surprised if they exceed this year. Uh, New York, yes. Boston, I'm unsure yeah. of. I, I think... I said this, uh, I actually tweeted this, um, Boston to me feels like they are very much playing chess here. I, I don't think that they have any illusions of making a cup run this season. You sign a lot of reliable vets like Shattenkirk, like JVR, uh, you, you boost up the bottom six with guys like geeky and Brown. I think they are playing a season to say, maybe we'll catch a wild card, sneak into the playoffs to see what happens. But I think they're playing for next summer. They're, they're playing to keep guys like pasta and McAvoy happy and 
next summer you've got close to 30 million dollars in cap space with you know we'll see what happens with extensions but possibly some very serious ufa names popping up so i i, I don't see much past the first or second round at best for boston this year. well the second round would be a yeah. massive success I yes, it like this team, yes it was yes i don't think will happen what do you do with martian uh say it pass say it. <laughs> i was gonna say pass. hot take a name that hasn't been talked about that's still out there i think jonathan Taves maybe goes to boston whoa i i mean i would love it i don't they uh, they don't have the money you know you'd, yeah. have, you'd have to do something you'd have to move someone um i i could see that being a perfect you know we're talking about this Taves little still, window right like where yeah Tave still has gas in the tank. I think he would slot perfectly into that first or second line center role. Um, but uh, yeah, I I don't know. I I again, I don't think Taves does anything yeah. for this Boston team this year. So I, I wouldn't do. It. I do a little bit. Like he changes the equation. For me. I'm kind of lower on the bees this season where I'm just like, oh, th like the bees are going to miss the yeah. playoffs, and it is what it is. Like Boston, Charlie got their money, and we're fine, and we'll just rebuild rebuild on the fly which is fine that happens mm -hmm. every time you lose the core that we just lost it's like this is the way the world mm -hmm. works um but taze does change that equation for me i wonder if he would even be interested though because yeah. i don't know that even with him we're like a cup team and at the end of his run here i imagine he would want to be like hey i'm yeah. trying to i'm trying to compete i'm curious what he well those center those center home. spots open that's why i asked you know yes yes exactly of course. no it's a great i think it's a great and like exactly his center spot you know like the type of game that we lost that we he has the, um, the two of them are interesting to me kane's another bag of issues because who knows if he's even going to play yeah. this season with that hip injury but kane does seem like a guy with going to new york where i was like yeah i think he wants another cup and taves i'm like i don't know if taves is cup hungry yeah obviously fair. he loves he's a winner he's an unbelievable leader and player but i don't know if in this juncture in his career with the health stuff that he has battled through like an absolute champion i'm not sure if he's like i gotta just get one <laughs> you know what i mean yeah and so that's that and if if the answer is yes then boston's not the spot mm -hmm. for him but if it's not and he's like i just want to keep playing boston could be a great fit for him because it's a good culture i think he would fit in with perfectly the fans would love him that's uh an interesting thing to keep you know funny, but uh, but the oh, sorry so yeah. you want to go no I, I, we're gonna talk about the rangers in a second so you go i was now. just gonna say what would be funny you know obviously taves announces he's not gonna be a blackhawk next season plays like that one last game in chicago scores a goal scores like yeah, a salute to the crowd if he signs with chicago would be the funniest fucking thing ever. <laughs> yeah so true I feel like this i'm back yeah because like they got better since he made that announcement right like they, i know yep. I so know. like why not <laughs> He's like, wait, 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 wait. Sorry, unsend. 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 Yeah, I, I, yeah. Part of me is like, you should go. You may as well. Yeah, right? Love like, you. Why not? <laughs> you know, like, what the fuck? Why not? Um, Rangers, Johnny. I think they are going to massively benefit from the lack of yeah. pressure, like you just described, because they have been under it for a mm -hmm. while there. But so close, so close, right? But I'm curious, as a Rangers fan originally, what your take is on your guy's window um i think shesty is still sick but some of the other cores getting a little older you lose a few guys like where do, where do you net out coming into this season as a rangers fan on on your window and and the and how competitive the mets getting after the signings and whatnot saying this is a like trial run right because you bring in a whole yeah. new staff you got peter laviolette coming in all these new assistant coaches peck muse and whatnot and you don't necessarily know what you have yet 
Um, you know, like you have the Lafreniere Kako questions, right? Like those two guys are, you know, they can be unbelievable this year if they're given all that responsibility and ice time and they can maybe exceed, or it could be a massive failure. And then it's all questions from there, right? It's like, what do we do with these two guys? Like, clearly it's not panning out here. Which direction do we go in? So I don't look at this roster right now on paper and say like, you know, they're a top five cup contender, but when you have Shesterkin, Panarin, Fox, Nika, you know, guys who are essentially, I don't know where they are in your top 100, but to me, you know, those guys are all in the top 20, top They're 30 in the league, yeah. right? So I think when you have Absolutely. those four guys, I'm not not saying they can't win the cup, right? Like, yeah, yeah. right. And dude, uh, you know, sometimes you just need a goalie to go nuclear. Yeah. I mean, look at, I, I'm no, this is no disrespect at all to the Florida mm-hmm. Panthers. I, even with beating Boston, I love what they did last year, but you got past Boston because Bob went unconscious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the only reason you beat Boston. And, you know, if if Shesty play, we know, and when Shesty is playing his best hockey, he is arguably the best goalie in the league. Yeah. So yeah, that could happen at any point. But it is, I mean, not rubbing salt in the wound. God, is it is frustrating with Laffy and, and Kako not really developing into what they possibly could be mm-hmm. yet. Because but, but with flashes of it, right? Yeah. You know, but, that, like, oh. but either way, it does. They're they're not even sniffing what they could have yeah. been, or it's certainly not. I mean, Johnny, you can speak to this. What Rangers fan hoped? I mean. That's a one and a two pick. Well, yeah. And you, th- right? Like you think about these guys, the, look at that yeah. team. If those two are, I've, I mean, this is ridiculous, but like if those two are, two are Jack Hughes and Jack Eichel, yeah. you know, a number one and a number two pick, you're winning a cup already. So it's, it's the same think about argument it. over and over though. It's a broken record, but like, you know, even if the Rangers were to pick Tim Stutzla, stud, yep. yeah. he's still playing third line left wing at that time, yeah, yeah. right? Like, that's just how mm-hmm. the the hat was drawn or whatever that saying is. Absolutely. You know, like, no, no, it's, it's... So that's the difficult thing, right? Like, I, I think, you know, Mike Rupp actually said it, or someone said it. I think it was Rupper. Kako has shown a lot more than Lafreniere has consistently. Like, Kako at least, like, for me, I said this last episode, if you just watch and you don't take in stats, I test, I thought Kako was the most consistent forward the entire season. And interesting. a lot of the times, like he got the shit in the stick where the puck just wouldn't go in, but that guy was creating chances night in, night out. Like he really generates plays. Like there's not a better player on the Rangers below the offensive goal line at creating off the cycle than Capo Caco. And I will die on that hill. But Lafreniere, yeah. when he's not engaged, he's invisible. Caco is not. Yeah. But there was a lot of stretches last mm-hmm. year where Lafreniere just like looked disinterested and you know, wasn't the player that we saw in the 2021 postseason where he was a number one overall pick throwing the body like mixing it up, fighting Stamkos. Like that guy fucking had some yeah. balls in that playoff run. Yeah. And he did not show it at all, or at least consistently last season. So I think that's where the Ranger fans are a little frustrated in the consistency with Lafreniere. And with Kako, it's the production. Like I think that's really what it is. But they've shown yeah, it in yeah. spurts, you know? Dude, and being a Rangers fan, I I can sympathize with how frustrating it is with naming those other guys you named yeah. before, Fred and, and Zeba and all these boys. That Zeba, that's a new one. So... <laughs> Yeah, so so good that like honestly, because now it's pretty much over. That you look at that Bruins team since 2011, one cup. Like yeah. you can't. It's, it's so frustrating to have that core and get nothing out of it. So I I can sympathize with Rangers fans right now, where it feels like you have such good talent, which is so hard to find and build and keep, and you've done it. And it's like, come on, boys. Yeah. Like we need to do something. Obviously, here. there's so many questions about those two, and and dude, if those two explode this year I mean, and we saw it with jack hughes jack was 
people were being, you know, he said it himself, yeah. the biggest bust in NHL history, blah, blah, blah. And then he has a 99. He's the man season. for saying that if, too, by the way. I know. <laughs> so if, if, if Laffy and Kako have a breakout year, amazing. But uh, the, the guy on your team that I am always so high on and I, I bang this drum is key. And I think he is going to have, he is to me is going to have the, the biggest breakout season of anyone yeah. on the Rangers this season. And I can't fucking wait to watch. I it. bet G if you guys want to get in on the other side, I bet G that Keandre has more points than Hampus Lindholm this season. Ooh. And he took uh, Lindholm. Yeah. I won't get in on that bet because I love that bet from you because I just think team wise, if, if the Bruins had the same team as last year, no chance Hampus would get it. But with the difference mm -hmm. in, in personnel, I, I, I actually could see. It. I think they're both going to be around fifty. Okay. Did you, you just said you just said who has more, yeah, right? There's yeah. no there's no mark. They can get Four anything. Points, yeah. Do you? Uh, I'll take. Uh, do you want to take key? I'll go with John. Yeah. Right. We do a little okay, two on two action here. Yeah. We'll do, I'll, yeah. I'll go Lindholm. We'll <laughs> two. I love that. I, love I do want to go into the pass shoot score that you guys do on your show, which you oh, so sick. you so rudely did not do with me when I came on, which I'm still pissed. That's about. because we. We got to do it when you're I here. I know. I was still pissed about that. We got, that was such a funny text. Studio. He's like, I can't believe you didn't do pass score. And I was like, whoa, you're so right. Fucked. That was fucking fucked. crazy. <laughs> yeah. Fucked. But the first one, typical. Uh, actually, can you guys explain pass shoot score to those who you know, aren't familiar? Yeah. Hell yeah. Pass shoot score is a game we play on our show with all of our guests. It's basically just a ranking system. You love passing the puck. That's great. But shooting's better. We got to get pucks on net. And then scoring is the ultimate goal. So three options are given you got to rank them pass shoot score score being the highest all right so with that being said it's essentially a more mature hockey fuck kill mary but uh <laughs> with that exactly with right. that let's go first one i got about one two three four five six seven here so nice strap shit. in boys right, let me lock in. strap in let's go first one the only hockey related one pass shoot score patrice bergeron Sedano chara brad marchand Oh my God, dude! Um, quick, th this one's this is Sophie's choice for sure, but I know it. Uh, passing Z, shooting Brad, scoring Berg. Okay, I actually have the same, but I'm shocked you weren't shoot Z, dude. I've never been the biggest Z guy. Wow, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, Z is a you know first ballot hall of famer he is unbelievable i love him so much for everything he did but i've just never been the biggest z guy i will say he's not my game dude I'm, yeah fair I'm, oh I'm you're not a six foot it. 11 defender <laughs> <laughs> you know i just think i had a different skill set, or is he six bro. nine yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was six eleven on skates like seven two on skates uh berg's the obvious score because he's a legend um brad is my shoot because of his transformation you know because oh. I, I always liked him when he was that little rat guy and it was cool that he's on your team you know but then all when he was just like by the way i'll have a 100 point season i was like oh my god yeah. you you have believed in yourself this whole time and you were right um chara is such a tough shoot or such a tough pass though because i really do think as great as berg was and some of the legends before chara Char really changed the culture in yeah, Boston. He did. He, like. he, the, we don't have a cup in 2011 without Char. Yeah, and e even um, the one the misses. Like we don't. I don't think we have the success no moving forward. Just if he doesn't come here and and okay. and, and make the phase shift. Okay. But yeah, God. I also do want to say I think Brad Marchand is the closest NHL player to being the Aaron Rodgers, Pat McAfee kind of dude. Uh, when you brought that up earlier, like that. talking about Zegers and and yeah. Husey, I think. 
Um, I almost I almost said that same thing because to me, he's a, he's in the Draymond yeah. mold of like he's established. It's hard for Zegris to jump on a pod after and just start running his mouth right mm -hmm. now when they're like, "Hey, bud, like have a hundred point season and speak to me." Then Brad, you know? Brad's Twitter presence Dude, is one of the great. Him things being on Twitter is I, I it's amazing. But like people complain about it, but I'm like, like I I think I said the same thing about Kevin Durant, right? Like. The whole point of social media and Twitter and whatnot is to interact with people that you necessarily don't belong in a room with, right? Like that's kind of what yeah. it is. Yeah. So to have Brad Marchand tweeting after games and chirping fans is like everything that I dream of in yes. Like, <laughs> dude, it's it's the best. And and you know, everyone talks about it. And yeah, I think that is that the old guard being like, Oh, I don't like yeah. that. And I'm like, shut up. It's yeah. better for the game. It's amazing. It's awesome that he does it. Completely Love agree. It. All right, let's go into the next one. Pass shoot score. Super bad, wedding crashers, oh, step brothers. Shit. <laughs> the three like coming Fuck of age you, movies, dude. Like. Fuck you. <laughs> wow. Oh my god. All right, hold on. I know my score, but I just got to think for one second. I um, can go. I can go. Yeah, go ahead. Shit, that's great. Um, I'm gonna pass super, uh, uh, step brothers. Okay. Um, it took me a while to come around on that movie. Uh, really? That movie, the first, the first time I watched it, actually, the first several times I watched it, I was like, "This is so stupid." Might be overhyped. Like, it's just, it's just, <laughs> it's just too absurd. But then there are just so many little bits in that movie that are so gold. Mm -hmm. Like the sweet child of mine in the it's car so <laughs> is so good. Um, the dinner table scene is so good. So I love it. But that's Trophy my pass. This is blasphemous, but my shoot is going to be Wedding Crashers. Oh, okay. Because I think Superbad to this day is the best movie theater experience I've ever we're had. We're so aligned on this. Yeah. I do. I was in sixth grade. <laughs> yeah. That movie, Johnny, I, I remember so vividly sitting down in that movie and laughing my ass off from the first second the first second of them driving in that car together. yeah until the very last scene i was just laughing the entire time i was like this movie is fucking a masterpiece oh, even the intro God. when they're dancing to like yeah the, yeah yeah, yeah. Love that little yeah, funk yeah. intro it's like oh my god those are three dude also slept hard on hit. part of that movie is it's like it's like 26 hours like the One whole day. story yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's you know, like it's day. just like boom. Here's the whole thing. I love Incredible. that actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So same as um, oh no, I guess it may be a little different, but this is the end is somewhat of a similar, right? It's like yeah, one, yeah. That's yes. like a, you know, like a few days. For yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. God, that movie's fucking yeah. incredible too. Um. Okay, I am going to pass. Oh, I'm aligned with Dan, awful, by the way. Man. I had the same pick as Dan. Yeah. So take that. Okay. Take I'm uh, as you will, Chris. <laughs> Yep, I'm also going to begrudgingly pass Step Brothers. Uh -huh. I did not come to it late. I loved it immediately. Also, um, when I was in college, dude, my roommate, great friend, uh, had a, a car. We would share a car. It was his. <laughs> we would share his car. And um, we'd try to make we our schedules align. But, yeah. But uh, one real, day. Real, really nice of Chris so, yeah, to agree to share that. <laughs> we would share a car that he bought and purchased himself that I would drive. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> and, Two two days a week. You know, how you had classes like usually like Monday, Wednesday, Friday was the same, and like Tuesday, Thursday. Tuesday, Thursday, he had a class later than me, so I would take the car off campus, drive back to our apartment, and then I'd drive back to get him. And I would always try to be early because I never wanted him to be waiting after class since I took his car. 
and he had a fucking um dvd player on his like nav screen you could put in a dvd and the what he had stepbrothers in it so every fucking tuesday and thursday all year i would just drive to campus and then just start watching <laughs> stepbrothers till he showed up wait while driving no i just park in the parking lot <laughs> oh. and wait for him to come out of class jesus i was like that is what <laughs> but but you better believe we left it on on the way back to get the yeah, apartment yeah, yeah. Sure. so i have great memories of stepbrothers but i will pass it because those other two are in my mount rushmore comedies mm -hmm. all time Oh, dude, I'm going to shoot super bad. So I'm I'm Wait, just off with you guys. What are you going to do? Wedding uh, Crash is my score because that, I think, is the best comedy movie ever made. It's not the the best, like, just flat-out comedy joke, joke, joke. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, it's like a rom-com kind of too, you know? Yeah. It's just like this. That, that was going to be my Rachel point. McAdams, Trojan man. Horse is a rom-com. Yeah, yeah, so it's just I like, it's them. so perfect. And you're laughing your balls off the whole time. Uh, super bad. Uh, and Tropic Thunder are my two Tropic hardest Thunder. laugh theater experiences wow. ever. Dude, Tropic Thunder is maybe the funniest movie ever made. It's the hardest I've ever laughed in the theater. I'm yeah. not. It's I'm not sold on it. When you come, when you come out here, we're gonna pop Tropic <laughs> Thunder right. on, and you're gonna, you're gonna, dude. I watched it Matthew alone, so that doesn't help the experience. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Matthew McConaughey and Tom Cruise and Tropic Thunder are, in my opinion, are both on the Mount Rushmore of comedic. Deserve Oscar, dude. <laughs> unbelievable. I actually, I want to tell you guys a funny Wedding Crashers story. My yes. my vivid Wedding what? Crashers memory. I'm in fourth grade. I was I was carpooling with my friends to Hebrew school, and my best friend Henry, <laughs> my best friend Henry had the the DVD player in his car in his mom's car. Yep. Yeah. And Wedding Crashers was it a was it a Ford Windstar Mini? I have no idea what car it was, but Wedding Wedding Crashers <laughs> was a DVD. They had Wedding Crashers and like Bad News Bears. That's like the only two movies we watched. Yeah. yeah. So on the way to Hebrew school one day, Wedding Crashers is in there, and the fucking movie freezes on the scene where all the no. they're putting the girls in the bed topless, and obviously Dude. we're in fourth grade. We're going nuts in the back. The mom's like, "Get it yeah. off!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that funny. is it. I can't believe the mom was letting you guys watch that. In we were we yeah. were early, uh, you know, I, like we were. Yeah. I think the first movie I saw, like in like first grade, was like Beer Fest. You know, like you, yeah, yeah. You guys were the bad yeah. boys of Hebrew. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you didn't want to <laughs> fuck with us by the vending machine. Yeah, <laughs> fucking watched Wedding Crashes on the way in, boys, and they're like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> <laughs> they're like, "Jesus uh, Christ, don't fuck with these so guys." Good. All right, third one. We're, this is gonna take a long time. Third one. This one's oh, interesting. Right. I did a little like Googling on you guys. Someone learned how to work nice. the Google on the internet machine. <laughs> and uh, we're going to go sweat. Low five pound dap. Oh, shit. <laughs> one of you loves a low five. I forgot which one it was. Some bio I saw. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going. Dude. Okay. I have my answer. My, this would have been different in high school. Mm -hmm. But my answer now is score the dap dap and easy. like the cleanest dude easy. like i wasn't even going but like that cleanest dap score the dap shoot pound because i still love it dude. but that would have been my score in high school shoot the pound, pound guy because i'm hitting i'm hitting everybody dude like it's when i'm walking down the hallway like bang 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 that's my easy <laughs> and i get it early dude because then there's no confusion no one's doing the thing <laughs> you know like i get the fist up early dude and i'm like yo we we pounded get in here and then i'll pass the low five in your eyeball uh, hardest pass of my life on the pound. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I hate pounds so much. In fact, if someone pounds me, 
I give them the the butt end of my mm. hand because I like the knuckles. I just hate it. But this versatility with the pounding. it's so <laughs> trash. Dude. Pounding is like you're like, hey, what's up? It feel like an old high school shop teacher being like, hey, what's up, whippersnapper? It's so <laughs> dumb. Um, shoot adapt and hap like I love adapt. Yeah, yeah. Respect and it's all adapt. about the pop. Agree, but I don't grab. You just, yeah, Dan just hits I and then I, leaves. I clap and then that. We can clutch. Mm -hmm. You have no, to clutch, but then no, you have just leaves. Yeah. Yeah, have to clutch, but no grip. But you don't go into the fingers, Johnny, after? Uh, I do, I think. And I do. Yeah, me too. You know what I hate? Dan just leaves. I hate the people that do the gun after. Like the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. That Pass that. Yeah. Pass the dap with the yeah. gun. Um, And then, yeah, dude, I am way, ironically, way high on a low yeah. five. Yeah. I love a low yeah. five. Oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did. Yep. Hi, yeah, right? But I'm I'm telling you, it's it's a it's an attention grabber. If Johnny, if you and I walk up to each other and people see us like come up, everyone's expecting the dap, maybe a pound, mm. and then we just go mm. hit a quick low mm. five. People are like, whoa. It's pretty we're sick. It's, to, it's underutilized. We're gonna have to bring that out next time we're together. Because yeah, I also want to talk about our first exchange and how horrible our dap up situation was. That was terrible. Dude. Oh, it was so, <laughs> so bad. bad. It was that that we we will forever be trying to remedy that, was that terrible. situation. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. I had a really bad one, Johnny, with um when when uh PLD got announced to the mm -hmm. Kings and he was here doing an interview, they had us over to the rink and I was like there for all the reporters, but then they brought me back just to say what up to him for five seconds. He was so nice. But I went to dap him up or like kind of shake his hand. I think I can't remember. I was trying to read like the, the are we dapping? Yeah. Are we shaking? And he kind of went for shakes. I was like, all good. We don't know each other. But I just like, I got his fingers. Oh, you know? oh. And I was like, oh, oh Jesus no. Christ, dude. There goes, there goes any pot of PLD <laughs> with, with this one hand That's shake. Like this, hey, you want to go on the Empty Nose podcast? And he's like this with that dead fish hand <laughs> bitch. No way. Fuck. That's tough. Nightmare. That's tough. Yeah. All right. So for this next one, I phoned a friend, the lovely fuck red. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Uh, so this one beautiful crossfit going for a run and just lifting weights <laughs> oh dude okay <laughs> i'm going oh, here's the tough one for me no. usually you're trying to decide what you what you want to score i can't decide what i want to fucking pass <laughs> uh yeah cp hates work i'm out. going i'm going score lifting mm -hmm. just a casual lift dude me and bedard in the sheridan mm -hmm. just just doing some lunges I'm going to shoot. Oh, dude, tough. I'm going to shoot. You can. Uh, we'll, we'll let you, Lupo. You can pass. Double pass. <laughs> yeah, you, can get, you can get a secondary assist on. Double you can pass. pass twice. Yeah. Okay. Second for primary assist on CrossFit. Secondary assist on running. So I'm a uh, I'm a pass running. I think running is so shit it's terrible it. for you and it's just but that's ah, for your knees boys what are we doing i hate running running is ass i go for a, a good blade, um, dude take a yeah, dude, 10 mile blade it. over a two mile run any day a week or dude i mean johnny you remember when i was in new york i was city biking all over yeah, that's wild yeah dude. i'm a bit that's actually that. that's, <laughs> that's very fucking courageous of you i would never hop on a bike yeah, in yeah. City and my, it I was like crazy on it. I, I i hit a couple side mirrors i won't lie um <laughs> shooting lifting Love a good lift, mm. and then I'm gonna score CrossFit. But I'm not a CrossFit harder. Yeah, you are. No, yeah, you Red are. told me you to love the kettlebells. <laughs> I he love does, dude. Kettlebell. Oh my god, I love a kettlebell. Uh, <laughs> I love kettle chips, dude. I'm I love kettle not... chips. He loves kettlebells. It's <laughs> yeah. <a> good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not at the CrossFit gyms. I'm not wearing all the stupid gear and shit like that. But I love a good crossfit. I love kettle yeah. chips. He loves kettle. That was so fucking good, Chris. Oh my god, that was great. Oh. That was great.
All right, we got three more, boys. You good? Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. going back to movies, and then I got two fun out-of-the-box yes. ones, but back to movies. And I Love think it. my answer would have been different 10 years ago, but okay, going, cool. Adam Sandler, oh, no. Will Ferrell, Seth Rogen. Oh, no. oh my I God, think, So I want to say mine first because I think mine's changed. I think yeah. you asked the 15-year-old okay. me, like Adam Sandler, without a doubt, my score. Like he is yep. the GOAT. But like for me, I, I look at these three actors and it's kind of like different stages of my life. Whereas like, yes. I grew yeah, up definitely. on Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. Like that's my childhood. Like that's seven to definitely. 12. Then like the rest, like that little gap in between, Will Ferrell, Will, right? like kicking and screaming, yep. Elf, like, you know, all, like what, like I guess Wedding Crashers isn't really a Will Ferrell movie, but like, you know, yeah. he's in it. And then yeah. like later life, you know, when I start getting into like, you know, the partying and all that stuff, Seth Rogen. Like, you know, I think it just yeah, three different stages. So with that, yeah. give me yours. Well, wait, wait. Damn, dude, what this you, is... you you would have scored Adam Sandler before. What do you score? Yeah, now? I think he might like like current Adam Sandler and like where I'm at in life. Like I don't really watch as much Adam Sandler movies as I used yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. So I think the I... only one I watch now is That's My Boy, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, damn. All right. This is hard. And it's got, it's one of those ones where you have to, you have to caveat it with like, um, I'd like to score all three. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pass Will. Oh, wow. damn, dude. I forgot um, Anchorman too. That was like, Anchorman is. Yeah. 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 Old school. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm going to pass Will. I've never, again, I love Will Ferrell. But when you're on in the in the context of like these are my guys, like this is my movie, I was way more connected to just j- like you, Johnny. Like I was way more connected to the same. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love Will and I love his his hard hitters, but I also think Will has some stinkers in there. For sure, for sure. Really, I mean, like so does Sandman. What's a Will stinker that comes to mind? Um, I think like this latest Eurovision is oh, terrible. I, like, I think Anchorman the house too like, is terrible. That. The house is terrible. But you love Hubie um, Halloween. <laughs> dude <laughs> yes <laughs> um I, bedtime stories dude jack and jill yeah. give me all those um i'm gonna shoot rogan oh um, shit dude um, i'm gonna shoot rogan and dude that man is he's a, he's a genius yeah, he is like, he's he's, he's he, fucking underhyped dude he's by so the way funny and, and and yeah. you get the both, right? Like I know Will and Adam write as well, but like Rogan is like he is a he is, he's a five tool yeah. app. Yeah. Like it's unbelievable. Rogan's goaded. And he um and I'm scoring the Sandman, dude. The Sandman. <laughs> I love Adam Sandman. I might be scoring. And Rogan. I love I love which I, I, mm-hmm. I get, but like Happy Gilmore, Big Daddy. Big Daddy's um, fucking lit. Yeah. Obviously Billy Madison's great, but like Happy Gilmore, Big Daddy. Um, I have a belly button. <laughs> amazing um and then i love that sandman's giving me uncut gems i love yeah. that he's giving me hustle later yeah on. yeah and also you got a hungover lazy sunday don't sleep on murder mystery and murder mystery too never yes. seen those they're ones. funny as hell they're funny Fun. as hell if you're not like don't make it your whole night you know like don't waste your whole day around watching murder mystery mm-hmm. but if you're chilling making some food or something high recommend Day tonight should i cancel it and just watch murder mystery Yes, <laughs> watch them both. There watch them go. both back to back. Adam Sandler will be nominated for an Oscar in the next ten years. I'm telling you, I don't hate that take actually. Um, okay, Dan, kind. I felt like you kind of answered it. Maybe you both did on career, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna kind of answer it peak, like 
ceiling peak. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For for me, I'm going score Will Ferrell. I just maybe it was the time yeah. of my life, but just like those movies you just listed, Johnny Anchorman, mm -hmm. Old School, like Talladega, like he oh, was just Talladega on a heater. Nights. That step step yeah. brothers, like there was a stretch there where I was like, you are semi pro, a <laughs> you are a comedy. Dude. Yeah, dude, like you are a yeah. comedy god, and kicking I kicking and screaming, kicking and screaming, like dude. Sander loves that movie. So yeah, so Will Touch the Sun <laughs> there for me. Elf, Elf, yeah, all of them, dude. So uh, and then I'll shoot. This is unfair to the Sandman, but I will shoot Rogan because the Sandman ceiling is also fucking so high. But like you said, Johnny, Rogan ceiling hit when yeah, I was like I doing that shit time. too. So I was like. Yes, dude. I am bewildered. I'm just shocked yeah. by this. So I'm believe your I'm gonna pass the Sandman, even though Happy Gilmore is an all timer for me. Um, our bo our boy producer Brian uh was actually hooping with Sandler no last weekend. Yeah, and um, we were like, "How was that?" And he was like, "Dude, he's as advertised. He's the nicest yeah. guy in the world. He's just so cool." And then he was like, "The best part was though, he wetted a three in everyone's eye and then went the sand." No, he didn't. Afterwards, That's yeah, sick. which I was like, "Well, he's the coolest guy who's ever lived." That is sick. <laughs> fucking awesome. And he's got his fucking initials in the ball he carries around. Like it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it's, it's it's that's a tough one. That's a tough one. That was brutal, dude. Brutal. All right, so we got two more. This next one, beach, backyard pool, oh, lake. <laughs> this is literally the hardest one for me. Yeah, so this one feels like a research. Well, also, yes. like, yeah, like, well, beach. I know you guys. So I'm thinking like, backyard pool. I wasn't sure of, but obviously you guys are Cali guys. I know you grew up in Maine, so probably on a lake. I would think most of your childhood. Backyard yeah. pool. I don't really know, but I, you got to throw that one in there. Dude, so we actually grew up on the ocean. Oh, you did? Maine. Like we are, yeah, we're beach boys. Like we are our entire mm -hmm. lives. I, we're going to have the exact same. I know it. <laughs> and you you can just add some flavor in here. Um, Past backyard pool so oh, I fast. I love backyard pool. That's my fucking goat. I love backyard pool. But, but like a backyard pool, dude. Dude, I don't know hell, if I'm passing backyard pool. <laughs> a backyard pool. Hell yeah. Backyard that pool. Is I'm awesome. such a pool boy. Damn. You got you got you got the grill right there. Mm. You know, you, you got you can pop into the house, go to the bathroom easily. Um, but I'm passing that one. Well, I love it. I like that you don't pee in the pool because uh, people do that. Yeah, I'm not either. That Same. Life. Um I'm gonna shoot the beach, dude. I fucking love the beach. I was raised by the beach. I was born <laughs> in the Atlantic. Ocean. Yeah. Um, but there, in my opinion, nothing beats lake life. Sitting on the lake, sitting mm -hmm. on the dock, going out on the cabin. boat, water skiing. Oh, dude. The cabin life. You always you get to a lake house, you put your phone away and you yeah. don't look at it for 48 so hours. So true. There's no sand that's getting everywhere. Waking up on the calm, crisp lake, the smell and the taste of lake water. There's that like petrol from the boats in it. Yeah. yeah. It's all smoky. That's amazing. Fishing on the lake is better. I just I'm going, I'm scoring lake. Dude. I, like you said, we grew up on the beach. Um, I love to surf. I love to fish. You can do both those things at the lake behind a mm -hmm. boat or fishing for different things, but whatever. Mm -hmm. um, the beach, while I have fond memories of bringing the cooler down there and shit, is such a production. Yep. You know, it's just like hard to, you know, the whole thing. I'm passing beach. I'm sorry to all the beaches I grew up on. Passing I'm with beach. you, Chris. I'm, yep. I'm sham. I'm passing beach, dude. Bye. Smell <laughs> you. Smell you Monday, dude. Oh my God! See You'll you never be welcome home. I know, dude. And I'm shooting pool, but it's fucking closer than you think. I fucking you love, love a pool. pools. I am such a pool boy, dude. I can't do the chlorine, guys. Good salt water pools, pool, baby. Yeah, dude. All right, I didn't realize I was sitting here with two kings who were taking shits on toilets made of gold, dude. A salt water pool? 
Yeah, dude. Not ah. mine, my and, friends. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm, I'm, it's my friend whose car I borrow. I'm assuming it comes with a yard, like you said, backyard pool. So I'm assuming there's like a little yard space. So like we play in spike ball over here and then I get hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean some yard space too. Like, you know, like I got room to play a game. You see it in LA a lot, dude. It's like these people have a pool and there's like a patio next to it. And then it's like the fences. That's it. Yeah. There's no yard. No space out here. So begrudgingly shooting a pool, scoring Lake Life because you yeah. just the versatility dude like uh, it, it, you gotta have a boat but like the versatility of just like the cabin yeah. and the lake and the lake boat life. and doing all that shit like life is you're good. just like at peace very tough to be you know? you're at peace dude yes. perfectly yeah. said That's so all right and the last one this one i just like i'm just genuinely curious i don't even know what i would pick so i want to go after you guys but yeah we'll do this, it's, this we'll do this one together friday saturday sunday <laughs> That's i feel like it was very on brand too that's why i wanted to finish with it yep Wow. Okay. I'm in a blender. I'm going. But I feel like, again, yeah, I, I feel like, again, this is an age question where, like, 10 years ago, my choice is different. Yeah, Good 100%. Point. Good point, because same. 100%. Um, I think I know. Should mine. I go first? Yeah. yeah. Well, whoever's ready, go. Chris, you go. You're, you're ready to go. Okay. Score Saturday, mm -hmm. because it's got everything. I... I yeah, I'm waking up when I feel like it. I'm I have the whole day free. I have the night to do whatever I want. I'm I'm guessing everyone's gonna have that, but who knows? Score Saturday, shooting Sunday, dude, because I am not scared of a Sunday <laughs> at all. And Dan will tell you right. that. Like yeah. I'm down. I want to fucking hang. Well, I got all day, dude. I'll fucking brunch. Chris, Chris is undefeated against. Sunday. Don't yeah. let Monday ruin yeah. your Sunday. Yes, yeah. dude. Don't get scary. Never has. Don't never get scaries has. at all. And especially now, Johnny, it's like. I don't have homework or something yeah. do Monday, you know, like, I'm just like, yeah, I gotta go to work, but I'm like, whatever, I'll just wake up and go yeah. to work. And I'm not even scared of a Sunday send night, dude. <laughs> like I will be out. I'll be at the bar Sunday Friday. night, dude. <laughs> Sunday whaler, dude, let's go. And Friday is sick. I'm not knocking yeah. Friday, Friday beers, baby, but <laughs> Friday pass because maybe I'm, we're just getting older, but my friends are just tired, dude. Like everyone worked all week, all day. We don't have the day to hang by the time they're ready to hang. They're like, sometimes they're like, oh, I'm not, I want to, I want to stay in. I got to get up for something Saturday, whatever. I feel like I have too many Friday misses these days. Yeah. And Sunday, Sunday's hitting. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm ready. Okay. Johnny, you want me to go or do you want to go? I really, I really kind of want to go. If that's okay. <laughs> go, 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 go. You're the go. guest, but like respect, no, respectfully go. fuck off. Wait, wait. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're doing this one together. So I actually am yours. very aligned with Chris, but like if you asked me at 21, 22, Friday was the score. Like, yes, dude. All the buildup for the week just leads to Friday night, and then the weekend is just yep. your oyster, right? But yes. now that I'm 27, there is something to be said about just the beautiful feeling of waking up not hungover on a Saturday morning, doing something <laughs> active, and then attacking the day before you even see 10 a.m. Like it is yes, just, dude. it's a magical feeling to have a, a Saturday like activity leading into just a great day of like day drinking and whatnot. Like that is the best. Dude. Cause when I was 21, I didn't see 10 a.m. on Saturday never. ever. Cause I was still asleep. Never. Yeah. Like, you yeah. Home at like and 4 so a.m. Friday totally night. Good. So you never, you, you wake yep. up at noon on Saturday. So you would know? you. And then obviously Sundays for me, I, I enjoy. Like I think Sundays is like a nice, you know, you go for a walk, you, you have some dumplings or whatever. You always finish with Chinese food on a Sunday <laughs> night. Dude, always, oh, dude. So often, always, right? Like Chinese food, dumplings, lo mein, Sunday night, football, oh hockey, God. whatever you want to call it. Summers are different, but typically that's how I spend my Sunday. Didn't even think about football, dude. 
Great call. Dan, the floor right. is yours. <laughs> I'm going to pass Sunday. Wow. Oh, you are a clown. I love Sunday, but the Sunday scares do he, get He gets hit mm -hmm. bad, dude. It's not and good. It's mostly the, I love the feeling of going to sleep and waking up knowing I have nothing to do. Okay. You can't do that on Sunday. Fair. Yep. You're right. I'm going to shoot Saturday. Oh my God, dude. It's incredible. It's an incredible day. There's so much going on. There's all the opportunity in the world to get up, be active, do something outside, day drink with friends, night drink with friends. Mm -hmm. You still have that. Get to go to sleep, maybe sleep in on your Sunday. That's great. <laughs> I love Friday. Brand guy, brand guy. <laughs> uh, brand explain yourself. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. It's not because, Johnny, you're right. Like when I was 22, it probably would have been the same, but for much different reasons. I love Friday because I love opportunity. Mm. <laughs> and when you wake up on Friday, you're efficient. You're ready to rock. doesn't matter how tired you are from the week because you know the weekend is here. It is right around. It, it's not around the corner. It, we're staring right Are you reading the mission statement for the company right now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Friday, Friday is a day at work where everyone's a little bit relaxed. Maybe you're taking a half day, especially if it's the mm -hmm. summer. Yeah. There's also those elements of if you've got a trip coming up, you're taking Friday off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No one's going to ask you to use a vacation day because it's Friday. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Just go do your thing, man. Probably had a better flight option on Sunday, uh, Thursday night or maybe Friday morning. You have Saturday to look forward to. You have Sunday to look forward to. You start making plans with friends. You get geared up to figure out what it is you're doing for the next two days and three nights. And you have nothing but opportunity. Your weekend hasn't disappointed I'm you. I'm not going to lie. Certainly Dan's screaming facts right now. Hey, dude, he yeah, actually just got it, me fired it, up. You, 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 get, you get through that day. You hit 2 p.m. And you start the text start flying. What are we doing yeah. tonight? Where are we going? What are we doing tomorrow? Oh, <laughs> you have all of these options. Uh, dude, I fucked up. You, and you have every chance in the world to have the best weekend of your life. And that only exists. On Fuck Friday. Sunday, dude. <laughs> Fuck Sunday. This is a disaster. Uh, I love Friday. All right, boys. He's, you know what? That was, People don't rep Sunday as hard as I want them to. That's the problem. That was yeah. unbelievable. And I know I told you guys it'd be about 30 to 40 minutes. We're at an hour 21 right now. So before I let you, you go, wrap it up. I want you guys to plug anything you want. Floor is yours. Where can people find you? All that. Yeah, I, uh, the you know only thing to plug for me personally is our friendship. Uh, I love you so. But we much. are boys, um, or we're not? Yeah. you said if we were boys. Yeah, yeah, you said if before. <laughs> Listen, that was a scenario outside of this already beautiful friendship. Um, no, the only thing we would plug is you know if you guys are hockey fans, if you don't know about the Empty Netters podcast, you can find us on all the socials: Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. We're a good time. We got people like Johnny coming on the show all the time and having a blast. Johnny's going to be on the show again this fall as the season starts. And also we got the Chicklets yeah. Cup coming up together. Yeah. So a lot of fun things. So tune in with, with all, all three of us. Cause Very excited for October. A lot of hanging coming up mm -hmm. in October. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for coming on. I always laugh my ass off with you too. So uh, well, well this, the same thing you just said, you'll come on our show, Rangers Bees. We'll figure it out. But, Hell yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Love you guys. You're the best. Thanks for coming on. Anytime, buddy. Thanks for having us. Just want to thank our boys, Chris and Dan, once again for joining the show. Always so much fun talking to them. I literally got to spend the entire Stanley Cup final with those guys. They're beauties, and they're on their way up in the NHL media world. So go check out their podcast, Empty Netters. They do a great job on 
YouTube, on all podcast platforms, and their clips on social are unbelievable. Um, so go check those guys out. And Avery, before we do end the episode, any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Well, I just wanted to say I haven't seen the full interview yet, but I'm really excited to listen to it as well. Um, I saw some of the clips. It's great. Those guys are awesome. But uh, I saw your tweet today talking about saying that if you <laughs> uh, if chicken cutlets didn't exist, you'd be you'd be a pro a professional player. athlete, not pro. Um, but I, yeah, Could professional athlete, whatever, same thing. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, but I was thinking I'm I'm on a quest right now. Now that I'm back working in the city, I'm on a quest to find the best chicken Caesar wrap. In the city, I, I there's a place underneath my building that's incredible, but I need recommendations. I need people to give me some recommendations on where the best chicken Caesar wrap is. Also, there's a lot of people on the internet who have just never had a chicken Caesar wrap. There were a lot of comments saying like, "Is that a chicken Caesar burrito?" It's like, what? You've just never, <laughs> you've just never had a chicken Caesar wrap. If you haven't had one, go try it. But I just realized uh when i was down there so i was just getting chicken caesar wraps and then one guy one guy one day was just like hey do you want me to uh toast it toast it all right sure i'm not gonna say no so it comes out and i'm like this is the greatest thing ever why have i not been toasting my chicken caesar wraps so that's that's a new play for me but if you have any recommendations please throw my way i'm on a quest well, Lenwich, in my opinion, is the goaded chicken Caesar wrap, but it's not like a, you know, Lenwich is like a franchise, so it's not, yeah. you know, one spot, but I totally botched last week. I went to Milano Market in the Upper East Side, never been, and everyone says the chicken Caesar wrap is like the best thing there. It's the best chicken Caesar wrap apparently in the city, but I, tw- like, I tweeted that I was there and I asked for recommendations because it was my first time, and then like three people replied saying the chicken Caesar wrap's overrated, so I steered away from it which I regret doing. Yeah. Because... When someone, when people say that, that means you have to try it. Yeah. And, and now I'm pissed, but I'm gonna have to go back there. Cause I just like made my own sandwich, but their cutlet was amazing. I, and I love chicken. Where cutlet is so that? Much, What's the name of that place? Milano market. I think it's on like 88th and second Milano market. Yeah. So you know, what's funny. And you, you mentioned you like made your own sandwich. There is no mm-hmm. worse feeling, right? When you go into a deli and you see all these options on the menu and you like think you have the best created sandwich ever and it just it just underwhelms you and then you get people saying like, oh, you should have got this, you should have got this. Yep. Oh, wow, Milano Market's far. It's like by like Central yeah, it's Park. Far. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. way too far from my office. One day I got to slide over there though. I was just like up there and I was like, you know, I've never been and my roommate had gotten it the week before. So I was like, might as well just go try it. Like, fuck it. What you got looked good though. It was It was really good, but... At the same time, like I also love a chicken Caesar wrap. Like, yeah, it, it always hits, and it's like not too filling, not too light. It's like that perfect in between. So I definitely have to go back and try. For that me, because... what makes or breaks a chicken Caesar wrap? It has to have croutons <laughs> in it, bro. I'm a big mm-hmm. compo. Like, I need something like if it if there's like no crunch in it, it just doesn't do it for me. Uh, obviously, yeah. there's certain things that just don't have crunch, and it's fine. But like. If I'm having ice cream, like it needs a little bit of crunch in it. Like it needs like <laughs> sprinkles or something. Like it can't just be like straight ice cream. I can't do that. Or if I'm eating, you know, chicken Caesar wrap and uh-huh. it, there just needs to be a little bit of a snap in there. And I think croutons are crucial and this place underneath my building does it. So I'm very happy about it. But I, I need to reach out a little bit more. I need to do some walks during my lunch break. How many days a week are you in the office? Four. Four? Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be hitting at least two spots a week. Then. Of course, I pick like the only branch in the company that's in there four days a week. Everybody else is just one. But starting September oh. 1, I think people have to start coming in again. 
dude, that sucks. But that's that's just me being a sports guy. Like I like yeah. I pick the sports branch. Like if I was just in yeah. regular marketing, I would be in just one day a week and on on the computer. I like going into the city though. It, it's yeah. a little bit of a grind with the commute, but once you're in there, you get so much more work done inside of an office. I thought the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday like schedule was perfect. Like having Monday and Friday to be home is like I think to me that's the ideal like work situation. Yeah, I uh so obviously I've lived in in Jersey and and gone into the city my whole life, but I I have I maybe taken the subway like 3 times. I'm just like, really? yeah, I'm just like not a subway guy. So huh? um and that, and that doesn't mean like I, I think the subway's bad. I just never really had to take it. Like if I was going to a Ranger game, I would drive in and park across the street or like if I was going mm-hmm. to um an event, I would just take an Uber like into the city. So I I started the commute, so I take my from my town NJ Transit to Hoboken, Hoboken path to the World Trade Center. And then on my phone, I would type in World Trade Center to um, my office, which is on like it's on Canal Street. And mm-hmm. it would tell me that I would have to walk to Chambers and then get on that subway and then get on Canal. So I would be walking like 15 minutes yeah. a day. And then one day I just walk out of like the path from the world trade center i'm like dude like there's got to be a better way and i just i just see like the one with the red circle around it i'm like no way so i walk up the steps do the scan the metro card walk up and then three stops and i'm at my office i'm like no wonder why i've been getting to work late every day yeah yeah, the subway is a great tool. You should definitely it is. use it. One thing I don't get, though, is like some subways, you can use your credit card for like the thing. And one, some subways, you can only use your Metro card. I don't understand that. No, I only use Apple Pay. Is that on your phone? Yeah, you just you just click your wallet on your phone and you scan it. Maybe that's just the path. Like, why does the path not have? Oh, uh, maybe the maybe, path. Why did yeah. the path not have the scanners, but subway does? I don't know. I actually also took the bus for the first time last Interesting. week. That was a game is that from Port Authority? Yeah. No, it's like the New York City bus system. You just like kind of hop on. It like goes down this, the avenues. Yeah. Or yeah, I went from like, I think I was on First Avenue. I think I went from like 14th Street to 34th on the bus. It Public so transportation gets slept on, man. It's quick. It's just, uh, it's sometimes it's not ideal. You just never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. It honestly <laughs> yeah. depends on the hours. You go during work hours, you'll probably be fine. But late night, it's sometimes sketchy. Yeah. 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 But uh, before we go on like an hour tangent about New York City yeah. public transportation, I think we should wrap up this episode. Definitely want to thank those guys once again. And I'm unsure if we'll do one next week, but we'll try to have another one before September or before uh, Labor Day and whatnot. And then after Labor Day, I feel like we kind of get into the nitty gritty a little bit with a training camp. coming. Absolutely. Yeah. There's just really nothing going on. And if listen, if people want to hear about our daily lives, our weekly lives, hit us up and we'll we'll do a podcast. But <laughs> I would assume that most of them don't. So it, yeah. unless something like dr- dramatic happens, we'll probably just hold off for a bit. But we'll do an emergency pod if somebody signs, offer near signs, or the Rangers make a trade. Probably won't, but whatever. Just a- anything big that happens, we will definitely do a podcast. But for now, we'll probably mm-hmm. just give it a, give it a rest, give people some time off. Yeah, and then gear up for the season. Oh yeah. But uh, we love you guys. Thank you guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Later.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.